Well, and uh, I was went there to do some talks, and my hair had grown. Yeah, so someone came into the room and said, "Hey, you're growing your hair, Paul." And I said, "Yes, I'm growing my hair." And then he was going bald, so I thought he wasn't growing his hair that well. But I was saying, "Yes, I'm growing my hair. I'm doing a very good job." And I and I found out that I growed even fa- faster if I join with people and have a, like a two-hour thing on every Saturday, and we grow our hair together. See, and it sounds absurd, but. How the statement sounds like is that you're doing it, yes? So someone says you're growing your hair as if I went home and started to grow my hair, when actually all I do is don't cut the hair. Yeah? So the language that we're listening to, and it sounds like us because it's these vocal cords, but we're identified with this body, so we think they're our vocal cords, yes? Yeah? The vocal cords are producing a sound when you speak, and you sort of mimic that in the thought system. You hear thoughts, yeah? and they sound in a way like you. But you is this body, and you're not that. So here's the sound. You hear it, and the, sound, the thought system is telling you you have a lot to do with shit you have nothing to do with, like all day. Yeah? And if you're listening to this, it's going to produce a vague feeling of being that someone who is prior to everything that happens. So it's very rarely noticed that you're a thought, but it's constantly inferred that you're the thinker, yeah, which is a thought. Yeah. The sense of you're a thinker is a thought. Yeah. It's a thought among many thoughts, but in this sense, that hides itself, and you believe, there's a belief, not you, but there's a belief that you're the thinker, which is totally different than you're a thought. Yeah. And the same thing, feelings are going on, and the selfing, this mental process, this activity, claims, uses the feelings to facilitate the bondage of self. So a feeling happens, but there's a sense that it's my feeling. Yeah? I'm having the feeling. Yeah? Like I am some separate whatever, and it's having a feeling. Instead of just, if there's a feeling. Yeah? So now the feeler gets emphasized, through the use of the feeling. So the mental process uses feelings to do what? To emphasize the feeler. It uses thoughts to emphasize the thinker. It uses seeing to emphasize the seer. It's using hearing to emphasize the hearer. So the main movement of selfing is the claim. Yeah. So it claims the activities of this experience that we're having, the faculties that are comprise this whole experience, so the thinking, the feeling, all of this stuff, and it claims them to be what it's doing. Yeah? This is the bondage of self. Yeah? This, is how it gets, this is how it gets reinforced. The sense of self, none of us, when we were little babies, had any sense of self. If we were even a baby, well, let's just say this. We seem to, we think we were a baby. So in that babiness, there wasn't a sense of self for quite a while. It had to be produced by the mental state. Yeah? So you look at a baby, that's why it's so attractive, because there's, none, there's no one like you home. You know what I mean? It's just like, and someone has $30,000 clothing, and they come in, but most of the attention is going to go on that baby. Screw the 30000 look. Because there's something that's very attractive for most of us, and that's the absence of us. <laughs> the absence of fall. Yeah? So you it's like pure reflection. The thing's just going like this and da. It's not, you know, like when you were playing, did you were you ever thinking, could I be playing better when you're like three years old? 
did you did you ever go home in your crib or wherever and and review your day? I should have played a lot more. You know what I mean? And I'm really concerned. Will I be playing in the future? No, because time hadn't set up yet. You had no freaking idea of time. When I was a kid, I wasn't walking around my my family house thinking my room was too small or my mother was ugly, you know, or I you know I had a huge desire for Gap sunglasses. None of that was going on. It got developed. The mental state had to develop, and what it developed was how to produce a sense of self. It doesn't have a life, so it claims what we call living, and it claims to be the one who's doing it. And this is the bondage of self. So I want to read something from a, an old master who I like quite a lot, and I want to see it. See, this is my feeling. Listen to this, all right? This is from... Uh, Ramana Maharshi, if you don't know who he is, he's probably in here somewhere. Pictures of him. And uh, <laughs> this is um, a devotee writing something that he once said. So here it goes. You ready? Presupposing. Now this is beautiful. Because the supposing isn't just supposing. There's a sense of presupposing. In other words, when there's a thought, when there's a feeling, there's a supposing of that it's you that's having it. The supposing puts you in front of the thought, not after the thought. Yet you appear after the thought. The sense of self is produced through the thoughts, not before the thought. Yeah? So there is no self having a thought, but thoughts produce a sense of having a self. Yeah? It's a trick. So it's presupposing. It's beautifully said that. Presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. And then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. Oh, this is incredible. This should be like I brought this book out. You know, and like cigarettes, they have a disclaimer, these can kill you. Every fucking book here should have this on there. Yeah? It should be, it should be the first page of every spiritual practice book. It should say simply, first page, before, and you have a chance... You haven't bought it yet. So this is the warning. You, you haven't bought it. And it says, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing, you have to start and try to do so through the above said four paths of yoga or reading a fucking book or doing something else. Yeah? It should be a warning. There's no interventions in this spirituality. No one comes up to you and go, hey, You've had too many socks, and uh, put that book down. Come on. No, there's no interventions here. It's just like a slow suffering. You know, at least alcoholics and addicts have flamboyance. You know what I mean? But everyone has a spiritual socialization. They're super fucking pissed. They haven't got it yet, but they just won't really reveal that. I have people call me. And it takes them 20 minutes just to start to cry. <laughs> they just have, you know, their girlfriend left, but they got to go through all that they've learned with non-duality lingo. Well, there isn't a girlfriend, really, and there isn't really me, blah, 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 but all they want is a cry, you know? Get to it. Stop running around this fucking bush. So here, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. The non-existent thing is the body. It exists because something's moving through it. It doesn't exist on its own. And there is no self. That's the non-existent thing. 
The self is non-existent, and then it uses this thing to prove its point that it's something. So presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing, you have to start and try to do so through the above said four paths of yoga, which are probably pretty much demonstrated in here. Yeah? When your sadhanas, which means practices, when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Pray tell. How? I'll say that again for emphasis. It's good, eh? When your practices themselves become a means of giving life to this non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? To do any sadhana except self-inquiry, the existence of the self is indispensable because you're going to have to feel like you got to do something and that doing is going to produce a sense of doership and that's the sense of self. Yeah? And the sense of doership, though it will be produced through meditation, but when it, when it arises, it will feel like it's the meditator, which is prior to the meditation. Yeah? This is the presupposing. The meditation gets claimed by the mental state, and it uses the meditation to do what? To reflect the meditator. Sort of exactly what they're saying here. Yeah. So, so do any sadhanas except self-inquiry to perform those sadhanas without the mind to try to destroy the ego by sad- practices other than self-inquiry is to be is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief who is none other than himself. All right, same dude, another guy writing about the same dude. Now, people, a lot of people who give talks have this dude's picture in their thing. If the dude was there, you would fucking wouldn't even recognize him, probably. But they're they're a lineage somehow connected with Ramana Maharshi. Well, here he goes again. This is this is what he says. He says, simply stated, the problem. The problem. Not one of many problems. The problem. Yeah? Beautiful. The problem. Simply stated, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self which wants to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. Sounds good, eh? But anything which the individual self tries to do to eliminate itself merely prolongs its own existence. Oops. (laughs) Oops. If one sees spiritual practice as something that one does to attain realization, then there is no solution to this problem. Because all the while we're moving forward, the mental state is reflecting backward, and you're the one that's moving forward. And it's not what you do or didn't do, it's the feeling of being the doer is the bondage. Yeah? It will use what you did or didn't do to produce the sense of bondage, which is the feeling of being the doer of the actions. Yeah? So another great Zen master said very clearly, you can't use activity to produce stillness, 
that would be activity. Ooh, wait a minute. So, I think activity would imply an action, right? So you can't use action to produce stillness. That would be an action. Yeah. They don't leave any door to sneak out. Yeah. Really, it should be a warning on every one of these books. Literally. This could be hazardous to your spiritual health. Yeah? Because if I'm serious, I had my I experienced this. That's why when I came upon these things, they had so much weight because seemingly I did the exact thing they were talking about. Exactly. Not knowing that all my actions to try to get out of self were reinforcing the self I wanted to get out of. And it didn't matter if they were 5,000-year-old actions. They didn't matter if I started them in the Himalayas. It didn't matter if I was wearing robes and loose yoga clothing. This prevented anything from actually happening. This one little skip, yeah? But this one little skip will set the direction of whatever step you take, and it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 more steps, they're defined by that first one. And by taking more steps, it's not going to correct it, it's going to reinforce the dilemma by taking more steps with the same template, that everything that I seem to do is reflecting the sense of being the doer. Yeah. And no exceptions. There's no action in a way that the selfing won't claim. If it becomes aware of doing, it's going to use that to present a story of being the doer. Yeah? Just like when I was shooting coke, you know, I had tats and leather jacket, and just when I'm doing a, pers- you know, a pranam, I'm wearing nicer fitting clothes, and maybe I have a loving gaze, but the same templates over all the actions. The actions are implying there's an actor. Non-actions will apply there's there's an actor. And this same dilemma is in satsang and non-duality because now people have gone to such an absurd length they're trying to become a non-self as a self. They want to... I want to get some of those non-self qualities. (laughs) Maybe I'll be more marketable if I have a little less of me. (laughs) So, you know, it's insane. So, and supposedly the selfing it takes five hundredth of a second to be produced. So, it com- conscious contact brings about an event or an experience, and then the mental state rises up and claims the event before you even know it. In most cases, yeah. And so the heist has already occurred, and then you start from there. You start after the heist. Now, the beautiful thing is. There is another gunslinger in town. See? I don't think any practice or process can outgun the selfing, but what is of timelessness can outgun the selfing because it never draws a gun, it's always out. So your own inherent nature is the solution to this seeming problem. And from your own inherent nature, there isn't a problem. It's an activity that can be or cannot be based on you. Yeah? based on you as that in the immediacy, the timelessness, not you as what's been produced 
by the mental state claiming the action. There's not, this is never going to get freed from this little lock because all it can do is do. But prior to it is the freedom. Prior to the problem is the solution. Prior to the bondage is the freedom. Not after the bondage. After the bondage, it's just like a slinky. Bound, free, bound, free, bound, free, bound, free, bound, free. The free's a little shorter, and the bound's longer, and they seem to grow that way. The freedom gets shorter and shorter, the bounding gets longer and longer. Yeah? But here, prior to bondage, there is no secondary step. There's just freedom. Yeah? Because you haven't got on the dualistic dance floor with the black and white tiles. You're not on those squares. Your one step that takes you here, then goes there. You're not on the dance floor because your immediacy outshines whatever pale reflection the selfing tries to produce. That's the freedom. It's inherent. Yeah. So if you see that which you're, you have been looking from, you'll see that there is no you to be found in any of that. The only, the closest thing that you could call a you in the whole event is what's seeing it all. Yeah? Not seer, seeing. Yeah? What's seeing it. So you can see the production of selfing instead of looking from the production of selfing. If you wake up after production of selfing, all you're looking is going to be blind to what's seeing. No matter, and especially if you really start looking really, really hard, you'll miss it even more. Yeah? The seeing isn't co-opted. It's like when you wake up in the morning. Yeah? Let's say it's 8.30. Has this ever happened? Your eyes opened up and there was no seeing? It's like it was in the garage or something? You know what I mean? It's immediate, isn't it? Does it take any time to get there? You're like this. It's like horses ready to rumble. They're right <laughs> pushing on your eyelid. Your eye, this bare thing is just keeping the brightness. And suddenly... Oh. Yeah. And then two o'clock in the afternoon, you're not tired of seeing, are you? Fuck, I've seen so many things today. Gee, this is exhausting. I've got to go to work out. And I'm hearing. I've heard tons of things. I've got to chill out. I can't, you know, I'm old now. I can't take this. No. There's just seeing like that. You're just out cold. Oh. Oh. It's like, it's, it's so fast, it's almost scary. Because you think, oh, I was so far gone. No, 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 not at all. Not at all, never. So that which you are, there's no effort involved in it. Have you had any effort in seeing your whole life? Maybe your eye had, you know, broken the lens, what facilitates it, but the seeing, you know. If you had, some, some insects have like eight senses, and it's flooding through eight senses. Yeah? If you had 40 senses, it would be flooding through 40 senses. We seem to have five and maybe the sixth sense of the, of the mind, but it would, you can have 800 doors and it would be out 800 doors. There's no, it's not a quantity. Just like interest and attention. Do you get a package of interest on Sunday night and it says, you know, spend wisely. You know, you don't want to run out by Thursday. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You have tons of interest and attention. It's pouring out all day. There's no, it's an infinite reservoir. Why is it that, that that seems to escape our attention? How obviously free it is just by its own expression or experience here. It's not like 
rocket science is just like there's a book here a couple months ago I was here a 900 page book on consciousness we're conscious why would we have to read a 900 page book on the basic condition that we are <laughs> I just don't get it so let me read about it this is what it's like we rather know something than be something you know because then it's safe and controlled in our mental security plan you know Oh, yeah, and also, love, it's great to have dead masters. <laughs> Fucking, they're, never, they're not going to hassle you. <laughs> really, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> I, I swear, I, used to, I wouldn't meditate for eight hours, but as soon as I entered any peaceful state, I, I got, went to do the laundry immediately. But while I was fighting the thoughts, I was, oh, yes, and I'd be listening to everyone in the meditation hall to hear their feet I wanted to be the last one because then I was a good meditator this is what's it's the same same thing I did on a baseball field no difference you know and then we believe that if it's gilded and it's ancient it's 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 uh, it's a, a, like a selfing free zone selfing will claim anything that it comes in contact with and it will use everything it comes in contact with to be a pale reflection so it sees its imaginary face that's what it's doing all day. So the freedom is an activity just like the bondages. And you are the pivot. The seesaw of this place, this expression, is dualistic, yes? The seesawness of this place is dualistic. But you are the axis, yeah? It's either so or not so. As Jesus said when they were healing people, he was healing. He said, it's done according to your belief, yeah? So if, if the thought system isn't dominating you, yes, then you'll travel later. If it's dominating you, you'll be producing a lot of anxiety. It's that simple, yeah? It's not the thoughts that are doing it. The thoughts are being used to do something. It's the... See, here's a... Here's a... Here's three words I like to use. So money. Yeah, money. Relationships, health. They're all important to us in some degree or another, Yes? So everyone, can, you will weigh it very quickly. The mental state weighs it and checks it out. Sees, oh, oh, I looked at my account today. All right, money's fine. Okay, I'm going to change the whole meaning of it without changing the word. Very simply, my money, my health, my relationship. So I always say this, everyone here, I'd love you to have tons of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. It's money, yes. I haven't changed money at all, but it all changes when the my is put in front of it. Doesn't change the word. Yeah. So, like people were talking, I was at a recovery meeting yesterday, talking about decision. But the bondage is the your, yeah, or your fear. I'm not going to go back thirty years and visit one of your resentments. But I'm going and visiting my resentments quite a lot. Why is that? Is resentment that interesting? No, it's the my. That's the bonding. The bonding is an activity. Your mental state is introducing an interpretation of life to you, and then you are the buyer of the goods or the abstainer of the goods. It's almost like here in life, you're going on a road. This either you're leaning this way, or you're leaning that way. There's no choosing. You're not choosing to go left or right. You're just going. Or this, yeah? When you lean into that being sense of state, you get freed from, from thoughts quite a lot. 
you realize how insane it is is to live my whole life auctioning it to a bigger, better moment later when I'm in the bigger, better moment now. It makes fucking no sense to... <laughs> it's just some of the most obvious realizations are like two levels above a coconut level, you know? I mean, it doesn't take... If my, this thing that I'm listening to all day, if you see its value system, where does it value? What does it value? What does the thought system value? Does it value now? Because it's using now to think about yesterday and tomorrow. Because that's where you're found. The sense of self is remembered. Being what you are doesn't need to be remembered. It can't be forgotten. Yeah? It's, its immediacy catches us sort of by surprise because we're so used to being moved by this current of time, yet the solution to all of it is timeless. It's prior to everything. You're inherently awake, and then here you can be awake to that, or you may not be awake to it, but the awakeness is a given. It's just, are you, are you awake to it, or aren't you awake to it? And that goes every second, you know? The thought system, try to grab your attention, and they send it to yesterday or tomorrow, and then the thoughts and the interests produce a harvest out of yesterday and tomorrow, and then you feel it now. So most people, if you're flipping out tonight, it's probably not based on tonight. It's based on a week ago, or next week, isn't it? Most time. And so we're going through physiological effects of fear, but there's no apparent threat. The mental state's just mimicking fear by anxiety. To me, that's the bondage. You know, it wasn't like you were bound in Omaha, Nebraska, 1983. You know, you were never bound. That's the point. It can you can only seem to be bound, which is the most important word. Seemingly, it appears to be true or false to you. And if certain conditions are in place, it's going to appear to be true that you're bound. And if those conditions are questioned and the light's brought to them, it will appear not to be true that you're bound and therefore you won't be looking for release. You'll be experiencing the release. Yes? You won't be hoping to be free. You'll be free. Like Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. So this is the activity. I'll say it again, this first sentence, because I just love this thing. Presupposing existence. This is what I believe is, is showing up right after the conscious contact. Right after this event, one of the first things that shows up is this. There's a presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. If that's missed... That's gonna, that little, 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 little mistake will geometrically progress in time and space. Yeah? That one little hiccup will be in, influential in every other movement. Yeah? And you can't undo it by doing. You can't unthink it by thinking. You can't unfeel it by feeling. It's a recognition. Find, see, if... If you lost interest in the, what's being used to facilitate the bondage of self, you would lose interest in self. It's as simple as that. You don't have to kill it or extinguish it or beat it or wrestle it into submission because it's not a thing. It's a non-existent idea. Yeah. 
All you need to do is lose interest in it. And how I found it worked in me is when I realized it wasn't me, I lost interest in it. Just like I would lose interest if you were talking about you. Yeah? If Z took me to his house and started telling me all the worries that weren't really happening, but he expected they were going to be happening, I'd be bored in two minutes. Really, literally. I'd even, you know, fuck, I don't know why I do. But the same thing going on in his, his head, if only one difference, the same thing, but in this case it's held as me or about me, I'm totally interested in that. What would happen if you lost interest in it? You, how you lose interest in it is entertaining the possibility it's not you. Just like if I have someone I would love to go biblical with, you know, like I'd like to, they already, I'm going to have two kids and a, a lifelong marriage. I haven't talked to you yet, but I'm assuming this. And she means a whole lot, and she's in the other room, and I'm supposedly be doing a talk in this room. Some, most of my interest would be in there, hoping I could hear if she said, hey, I like that guy Paul, you know. So I'd be in here, and then people would say, Paul, you're supposed to be doing this talk. You're not even present, you know. And so I said, I understand, but I don't really seem to have much control over the interest and attention. It's going there. And then someone brings a book up and puts it on the desk, how to lose interest in conversations in other rooms. And I like the principles. I go, yeah, I agree with them, but it doesn't really have any effect. Um, because that's very important to me. I want to know what she thinks. Suddenly she says, I like that guy, Matt. Now, my name is Paul. What happens? I lose interest immediately in that freaking conversation. I don't have to send, like, a, you know, a, a Navy SEAL 16 to retrieve my interest attention. It just comes back where? Find out where. As soon as I saw it wasn't about me, I lost interest. As soon as you start entertaining, that which you're taking yourself to be may not be. This is what happens. The identification as a self if it's in place, you have no idea it's in place. You're living from it. You're living from a contrived reference point. Seriously. And it has no fear that you're ever going to get to square zero because you're going to start looking at square zero, four square zero from square three. And you're going to place square zero way down at the maybe square 98 when it's there at all times, right behind you. So it has no fear that you're ever going to find it because you are it. So the identification as a self If that's in place, you're going to try to be free as that. Yeah. You're going to try to be free with that, through that, by that, when the freedom is from that. When it happened to me, it was... I, was, I used to do recovery workshops in... AA for many, many years. And I was on this one chapter in the big book that we have called How It Works. And it talks about self manifested in various ways as what has defeated us. And I must have read it over 16 years, many, 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 many times. And I had an understanding of it. And then my mind cracked open and my understanding shifted. And I saw, when I saw the word self, I saw it as clear as day as a foreign installment or a parasitical movement. I got the sense it wasn't me, and immediately what I could entertain is I can be free from it. But you can't entertain being free from something you're identified as. It's impossible. It neuters that whole possibility, 
if you're identified as that which you'd like to be free from. You will, it will never fucking happen. You can't entertain it. You'll be trying to have it go along with you. Yeah? So as soon as I saw it as not me, then something happened. Space. That, that indefinable little thing where I believe grace hides out in. Space appeared. Yeah? And it was like, it was like seeing, seeing thoughts like a mountain range in the distance. You know what I mean? Instead of seeing, looking from them all day, I saw it. And I saw the selfing from head to toe. I saw it. I saw its activities. You can't see it because there's nothing there. That's the good news. But I saw its production. I saw how it was reinforced, how it assumes and infers and implies that you're there. Not after something, but before everything. And you're not. You are not, as a body, the Alpha and the Omega. The body is of time. And if you're identified as a body, you're of time. And I'm telling you, as Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of it. You are not of time. That's the solution. Your inherent nature is the solution to all the seeming problem. Because if you see it from the point from the immediacy of what you are, you'll see what it is, which is a production. It's a manufacturing. It's an assumption. It's a seemingly so. It, it can only appear to be true or false to you. You're, you're the final arbiter. You're the one. Yeah. If you believe its presentation, you will live as if you're a self. If you don't, you'll live freed from that idea of being a self. And it's not an experience. You are not an experience. You are much more reliable than an experience. (laughs) You are always available at all times right wherever you think you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones you are considering. If you can give up those old ideas, the the immediacy of it will be obvious. And then you'll start from a new reference, and maybe then blue will appear as blue, and green will be green. Things will make fucking sense to you, because now the horse is in front of the cart instead of behind the cart. Yeah? And to me, as as an adjunct or as a byproduct here, I call it traveling lighter because that's been the effect. On my experiential realm here, my experience has become a stabilized traveling lighter. It doesn't say it's going to change the geography of this action figure's life, but I'm going to travel lighter over it all. And that's been the case. For as the Course in Miracles says, you and I are the dreaming of this dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream. It's not like destroy the dream and kill it. You're going to use the dream to dream yourself out of here. So you're going to use time to dream yourself out of time. And what happens is the dream will get happier as the mind's doing that, the bigger mind. And that's been my experience. I've grown an inch, really. The best health I've ever been in as I get older, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. I am. I was always 6'1". I'm 6'2 now. I don't know how I got that in. I thought you usually shrink. At least my mother used to when I see it. Now I'm growing. You know, I was on deathbed 
Xanadu and I had a resurrection. I don't even look like the person I was because I never was that person. <laughs> what the hell happened? Who knows? But it's the dream's gotten happier. That's fucking for sure. Yeah. And I don't even care. <laughs> That's the great news about it. It's a, you know, in, in differ, in, lack of interest is great. In a lot of ways, man. Lack of interest doesn't mean you're not interested. It means lack of interest in a lot of different things. So, yeah, this is... It's a simple invitation. Now, I didn't say this. I've said this a lot of different ways. People who know me have heard me say it a lot of different ways. But I figure I'd bring some authority into it, like Ramana Maharshi or something. Maybe the Wala... And I, I like to hear it this way anyway. Or there's a Gadada. All these people, they actually keep pointing out this thing. And the Vedas pointed it out. The Upanishads pointed it out. Yes? It's because this, it's like a warning. It's a warning because you may not know the thief is already in the house. Yeah? You may be looking for the thief. You may buy security for the house, but it, the security's not going to do you any good if he's in the house. <laughs> if the thief's already in there, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest security system. It's already in. And this is the thing, it's, it's implying, and if you look back on your own experience, see if it fits. If the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah. To me, it saved me a lot of time. And this is the whole point, really, of anything, any talk like this. this. Any talk like this is teaching about what we're not. It's never teaching about what we are, because you can't teach about what you are. You can only find out about what you are. You can only live what you are, but you can't be taught about what you are. But you can definitely be taught about what you're not, so that you recognize it as not you. Yeah? And then from the recognition it's not you, there's no turning around to find the you. you know, that's it. It's like a one-step process in this two-step dance-a-thon. You, know? you see what you're not, and in the seeing of what you're not, that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. It's very clear. And then the timelessness will have an effect on you. You'll be able to see... See, if I was, when I was born, if someone put a hand on my shoulder, yeah, and it's been there my whole life, obviously I wouldn't know it was there because it's been there as long as I knew. yeah. And I have many stories why my right shoulder droops more by my left and why I have to get tailored longer sleeves for this arm and this arm and have a huge story you know my mother dropped me or something they're all bullshit don't mean anything but suddenly one day the hand lifts and by its lifting I know it I know the hand by its lifting you'll know time by the sense of timelessness you'll know it you'll feel it it's like a non-wet current yeah? it's like being in the water when there's a cur- current it's like a non-wet one where the mental state is totally agitated. Selfing is totally agitated at all times because it has a desire to become what it can never become and it has a desire to unbecome what it never was. It can never find fulfillment because it wants to be a separate, long-lasting, independent entity and that's an impossibility. So that wanting to be that is always thwarted yeah, which is what agitation. Yes, so it's like a slinky it goes this way, 
I don't. I want to be something that I don't believe I'm not, and then whoop, I want to not be something I think I am. On and on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's like one of those, you know, those cheap motels they used to have the massager bed. You put a quarter in, and it was just like this. That's what the selfing is like all day. And th- and you believe that you're going to respond if it just so happens to fall into peace. It's going to produce agitation from the peace. It's going to say, will I be peaceful tomorrow? It cannot think or sense anything out of time. So when you seem to arrive at peace, what's the first thought that usually arises? Will I be at peace tomorrow? That's not peace. Have you ever gotten everything right? in a controlled situation like a retreat that wasn't too hard, you know. Maybe you meditated, you know, meditated a couple hours a day. I've had a guy, I used to sell in front of my house Buddhas, you know, statues like these. And I remember a guy, he was a meditation teacher, came, and he had, he, he had 10-day retreats, and he had these full-color brochures, and they were basically like club med trips, you know, kayaking in Costa Rica, you know, where's the, where's the, you know, three sumptuous vegan meals, tantric foot massages, you know, ten days. <laughs> you know, so you can get the spiritual, you know, accreditation, the mental accountant, yes, you were good, you meditated. But it was really a fucking holiday, you know what I mean? Yeah, so what happens if you go there? All right, your emotional condition's pretty good. No one's yelled at you. You haven't had any outside calls. Yeah, your physical condition's good. You get massaged every day, infrared saunas. You know all this. Your mental state's good because you know you've just been fucking hanging out, no problem. Yeah, your financial and circumstantial state. You don't know what it's like, so <laughs> that's pretty good. And so maybe Sunday morning you get it all lined up, and it translates into you're really okay. Yeah, let's say it happens at nine o'clock. Yeah. Wow, I finally arrived, but 9.01 comes. 9.02 comes. 9.03 comes. The conditions change, yes? The volatility of the unstableness of everything starts showing its nature, yeah? How are you going to be able to control and maintain that which can't be controlled and maintained? It's like putting squares or blocks in a river with the hopes that they stand, stay up. They're constantly going to fall over. This is different than all that. This is different than all that. You don't approach it. You approach everything from it. It's different. It becomes your starting point, and then the game is seen differently. And then when, if, you, if you're drawn to do something, it's more an expression. expression. It's not an achieving. It's not a drive to get somewhere. It's an expression of where you're at. Changes. So it's hot in here, eh? It's like bikram yoga. <laughs> so, any questions tonight? The t- every talk's basically the same thing. Because if you don't, if you, th- if this isn't understood, I don't give a damn what you do or how much you do it. This is always going to rear up its ugly head. Every freaking time. Yeah. You said that uh, you don't care anymore about stuff, I, I gather. Yeah. And so you're just here expressing. You're not here because you care about doing this. You're here because it's an expression of... 
I would side more with the latter, yes. I guess I'm not really sure what that expression means. It doesn't mean anything. It's just expression, you know. Let's say if you had like a... Have you ever been moved to sing? If it means nothing, what is the term? What do you mean? What? If expressing doesn't mean anything. What use the term expressing? Yeah. It's just the it's just the drive to express. If you sing one note, does it mean anything? It has a frequency. Hmm? It has a discernible frequency. But that doesn't mean it means anything. It's just a frequency. We give everything the meaning it has. Nothing has a meaning here. Hmm? I have no idea. <laughs> it's habit. Once a month, I come here. It's because you care. What? Animals have habits. Humans have intelligence. So if you come and do something, there's a reason why I do. It's not just a random thing. You come here, you know, every month. I don't see it that way. I don't see that something. If something happens, there needs to be a reason. You know, I see little kids hand something to somebody, like you give them a candy and they give it back to you. There's no reason in that. It's just sort of like love. Well, you can see it as an exchange, but to me, it's an expression. Yeah, we put the meaning on things. Now we're getting caught in words. All right, whatever you want to say, meaning, why, this and that. It doesn't matter, you know. That's the whole point. See, it's like missing the forest from the trees. Everyone wants to get into the tree and cut it down and whittle it because they think they're going to understand wood by that. You're not. It's like taking water out of a river. You're never going to know the essence of river because it's rivering. If you take the water out of it, you miss the whole point. People like this. I don't know why I do it. Just expression, you know? In my own personal uh, understanding uh, is that whenever I do something for the purpose of something else, I'm not doing the service to what I'm doing. I'm just subordinating it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm meditating so I'll be more peaceful. Or I'm uh, uh, being good, so whatever, I'll acquire merit. It's unclean. Uh, uh, the only clean action is if you do it for its own purpose. And no, oh, I'm doing this so that I can benefit the humanity or whatever. That's, that's usually be a story. Yeah, so to me, it's like we run into a logic. So the logic is when there's an action, there's a feeling there must be an actor. Yeah? That's sort of a mental logic that's sort of dominant here. So if it's not you or me, then we'll say God did it or somehow. But there's got to be, there's always this wanting to know a cause, yeah? Or the reason why something comes to pass. But that, to me, is an attribute of a failed system, the thought system, yeah? That it has to read something in everything, yeah? A lot of times an act is just an action, and that's the beauty of it, yeah? Maybe after you go over it, and then you say, well, there must have been a reason for it, but who's, who can say what motivated anything, yeah? I come here because this is what I do. Yeah, until the day I don't do it. Yeah. 
The thing we're speaking of is that one that one perspective that says it has all the other perspectives. Yes? The selfing, yeah? That's a perspective, but that perspective says it has all the other perspectives. Yes? You know what I mean? It's like if if you... The mental state is defined. It's a certain modality. It's almost like a camera lens. Yeah? It's But it's it's got a locked aperture. It may have a little movement here or there, but it's basically... Life is seen as how it pertains to you. Yes? As this. That's called self-centeredness. To me, that's a form of looking. It's sort of like a big, huge camera sees a small camera. The big, huge camera has 360-degree aperture, very, very wide lens, and then it decides, it sees a little camera with a very small aperture that seems to be locked, and let's say with a yellow tint. So everything you see seems to have yellow in it, but it's really from where you're seeing it that's projecting the yellow, yeah? So the big camera looks through the little camera, and then it seemingly forgets its big camera-ness and takes on the qualities of the little camera. Yeah? So now it's this huge, huge nothingness looking through a very small aperture. And of course, the, the possibilities that it took as inherently the condition now aren't even appearing in the sky of the small camera. Yeah? They don't even seem like possibilities. And every possibility, instead of okayness, it's like I will be okay or I once was okay. Time is now involved in it completely. Yeah? So what happens with the big camera? As long as it's taking itself to be the little camera, it's being defined by the little camera's qualities, yes? Yes. What happens if it sees that it's not the little camera? Zooms back. Hmm? Zooms back. Exactly. And now it sees the little camera, yes? Instead of looking what it thought it was looking from, it now sees this is what it's like. So, in the little camera, wait a second, in the little camera, it has its logic, it has its rhymes and reasons, yes? The bigger camera may not have the same modality, because the modality of the big camera is not of self. It's not a self-centered modality, yeah? And it's not of time. So, in the sense of what it is, there is no completion, there's no reasons, there's nothing, because there's no crescendo that's going to be reached, there's no culmination, it's not in an act of becoming, it's being, yes? So, if you try to understand it from the little camera's point of view, all you can do is try to define it from the little camera's point of view, and that it's never going to be able to capture it, Yes? Like the ant on the elephant's back. And it describes the elephant. It can only describe like an inch of skin and it says it's a very rough rug or something, yeah? Because in self-centeredness, everything is based on how you're seeing it. Yeah? It's defined already. That's why they used to say with Ramana Maharshi, half hour he'd contradict himself the whole time, every fucking talk. Because that's what happens. Because this logic that we are saddled with is totally insane in a lot of ways.
it's narrow and limited, doesn't explain the things such as intuition and the other ways of knowing, uh, you know, that are available. Well, it has an urge to know, but in its knowing, it nudes what it wants to know. So if you want to know the truth, that truth is nudes because you are the truth. If you want to arrive somewhere you're already at, then you cannot entertain what you're already at. Either one's got to be so or the other isn't. Yeah? This is the difference. It's like, and even in sat non-duality, some people get stuck on the letter of the law and they lose the spirit yes, of the message. I've seen commentaries where if anyone m- mentions I or me, they're disqualified. You know what I mean? It's fucking insane. So it's this humble invitation, yeah? Humble invitation. It can be repeated quite a lot. And entertain it and see if, it's, if it works. If it brings about a sense of lightness and space and presence, then why would you, you want to saddle it or try to corral it with a reason for it? Just enjoy it, yeah? And you'll be of service without any effort or thought on your part. It's like going into thoughts, but if the one, if, if in a sense, let's say there's no first, but let's say there's a thought that seems to precede other thoughts. Yeah. Now it's like Dracula looking for going on vampire hunts. They'll kill all the vampires it runs into to hide its own thing. So here's a thought that I am the thinker. So then it would love to go on forays to figure out what thinking means and the reason for thinking and this and that. But the one thing that's masquerading as you is a thought. Yeah? Now, for me, it's the, the importance is just go to that which is preceding seemingly everything else. Yeah? And instead of questioning everything from there, question that. Question that place which you think you start. Yeah? Instead of questioning everything else from the other starting point. Maybe question the starting point. And if it isn't so, then all that you hold dear and stuff will become under revision. Yeah. There'll be a reconfiguring. Yeah. Things that seem so damn important will not be important to you anymore. And things that seem not to be important are incredibly important. All the card, the whole deck gets reshuffled. Yeah. It's like if you had a long row of knots, and let's say... The 30th knot is relationships, or the 42nd knot is health. So, and they are trouble. You're not feeling loved or loved, able to love, and then your health is not in good shape. So you read books and you study and you try to work on those knots. Yeah? And let's say you get a little relief from those knots, but then they tend to knot up pretty easily again. And if you notice, they don't seem to affect too many other knots. They're just sort of singular little things. They have a little spray, but they don't. But what happened if you would get to the first knot? Maybe the first knot holds a thread that runs through all the other knots. And if you loosen that first knot, yes, you would see the tree by its fruits. You would recognize all the other knots sort of loosen up. You're on to something. Entertain that which is revealed there. Entertain that which is prior to the idea of being the entertainer. 
entertain that presence that's always available at all times, instead of entertaining thoughts all freaking day. Yeah? So look for the end of the chain for me, yes. It's sort of like follow sound. Follow sound. A lot of, I like sound a lot. Yeah. So follow sound. Now, some people have you. Do you feel a hear a hum in you all day? Some people have this sense. Yeah. Some maybe it's tetanus that ear thing. I don't know. But you, some people feel a vibratory sense. Yeah. You can hear it. Yes. All day, even when it's loud, it's there. And if you, any second you just pay a little, it's there, like immediately. And it's actually more consistent than the breath or anything else. The breath is up and down with a little bit of an interval. This is just mm, all day, yep? So you take, you follow it back, and if you're hearing that, everything else you hear seems to come after it, yeah? Or then they're, they're either a little bit farther away or farther, farther away. But it sounds like this is the closest thing that you can get to you in the experience. It says, yes? So now you've taken all the sounds and you've gone back to this one sound that seems to be the most constant and closest to wherever you think you are. What's hearing that sound? What's hearing that sound that no other sound seems to come before? It seems to be the first or the last sound that's heard. What's hearing that? Hmm? That's a soul, that's a name. It's seeing, it's awareness. Hmm? No, 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 no. Well, see, this is a different perspective. I don't believe we are anything. Like the brain's experiencing, hmm? It's a nerve problem. The brain's experiencing kind of sickness. I know, but see, now, <laughs> again, like it says in the Course, the brain interprets to the body. That's what it says in the Course. Let's just take it, hear the sound, not what it is or anything, what's producing it, but is. If you ever get to the, the thing that seems the closest to you, yeah, even closer than the breath is, even, even closer than the, the heartbeat, yeah, the closest sound, yeah, what's hearing that sound? You hear cars, you hear airplanes, you hear someone yelling, they all seem to be a little farther away. I've never heard any other sound prior to that sound. I've heard tons of sounds that seem to come after it, or distance, but I never heard anything prior to that. What's hearing that sound? Don't give it a name. What is it? What? Not who. What? Hmm? What is it? You could call it beingness or awareness. But no name. That's what you find out. You find out what that is because you are that. You can't know it. If to know something, you have to be different than it. You cannot know what you are. What can what's hearing every sound is never going to be heard ever. It's never going to be seen. It's never going to be felt. It's never going to be tasted or touched. What's touching? What's seeing? What's feeling? What's thinking? What's conceiving? Can never be conceived of. Can never be thought about. Can never be heard, felt, seen. That's what I am. That's what I am. You can indicate it with names, but the names aren't, that's not where you rest. You rest in the being of it. Yeah? It's on right now. It's in manifestation. It's on. That's where you feel it. It's verbing. Everything is verbing. Everything is verbing. 
the mental state wants to imply you're a noun, and then now you see everything, and you want to know everything, but it's always like taking a glass of the river out and thinking you have the river. Without the movement, without the flow, that ain't rivering. Yeah? You can't study being as a topic. You study what you're not, and by finding out what you're not, you'll find out what you are. Every half a, every second. Incarnation isn't after a, it's every freaking second. Selfing is arising. But without seeing, would it be would it be noticed? When you go to when we go to sleep, deep sleep. Yes, he's my money man. Everyone gives him the money. <laughs> when you go into deep sleep, yes. Have you ever been a sound asleep and then the body wakes up to hear something? Yeah, a noise startles it, and then you're awake, and then the mental state will arise and say, "Oh, I woke up." Yeah, that fucking alarm set woke me up, but. What? That wasn't there. Yeah? You're conscious. You were conscious the whole time. It was consciousness that heard that sound. The mental state piggybacked on that and tells you a story. I'm the one who heard the sound. This is what it does all day, every day. It's a Johnny-come-lately that implies it was there before. You are seeing awareness. Yes? Onness. That's what we are. Take anything back to the source, and there you'll be. We're passing the basket. I guess the meeting's over. Lock the door. I'm just getting feisty now. Next, when money goes around, usually down. This time, they don't give it to me. They give it to him. Yeah, you're. It's not enough. There's an alleyway. It's just to me. It's really. It's just a it's just a simple imitation. It can be repeated. I'm not an expert on trees, but I can definitely sense the forest. <laughs> I you know I'm feisty. I've been speaking a lot. We got back from a trip and if I had a sword, I'd cut my head off and all your fucking heads <laughs> right now. Sometimes I think that an animal instinct to preserve itself from danger is the source of a self. Is there any sense that that might be? You can't be participating in it, but I don't think there's any source of self. I think there's an activity that implies the self. And if you follow it back to its source, it's not there. It's in what we are, the beingness. Every all roads lead to Rome. There's no other place anything comes from. Everything that's issued forth is issued forth from that space. Yes, and that space precedes everything else. 
The child does not give birth to the mother. The mother gives birth to the child. Take yourself as far as you can go. And there you are. Not at the end of the way, the whole way. Every verbing implies verbing. (laughs) I mean, really, isn't it seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? The seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher is an add-on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, That's kind of what I really appreciate in you saying uh, and clarifying that because seeing, it it doesn't come to, the things didn't come to my mind. When I thought of duality of seer and seeing, okay, which one is real? Is the seer real or, or seeing? Mm-hmm. But actually, neither. Mm-hmm. Seeing is what's going on. That that, that just mm-hmm. and seeing is just a word, you know, which kind of points to something that's more than just, you know, it's just a word that. pointing. Yeah, exactly. But see, the mental state does that. It emphasizes the polarity, so you right. miss the whole. So it emphasizes parts, so you'll miss the whole. Yes? You want to go over and dissect parts and break it more down to smaller, small parts, all in a sense of losing the sense of wholeness. That's its drive. Yes? It distorts, it slights of hands, it's a little smoke in mirrors. So we'll get caught up in a s- simple topic and miss the whole fucking thing. I used to do these talks in a very intense place called the Dry Dock. New Jersey? No, AA in San Francisco. Man, it was like Dharma War, whatever they call it. There was a lot of fucking energetic fucking <laughs> attacks and everything like that. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> you could see certain people would come in and almost you could see something appear over their head like a dark cloud <laughs> and they acted like a hoover like they wanted to suck all the energy out of it they wanted to open the oven door so the souffle would drop <coughs> and they won out many a time they did I think you covered on this earlier but I'm curious about the point of using I as myself or if you're like it's the language how are you going to how can you know change the language Object, this is a subjective language used by objects. Now, someone once introduced, they wanted to change the whole language, and I said, good luck. It's a whole lot of fucking work. Just don't take it so seriously. Just like I say I'm an alcoholic at an AA meeting every day, if I go to one. Do I believe I'm an alcoholic? No. But do I say it? Yes. Why? Because that's what you do, you know, when you're in Rome, do what the Romans do. I don't have to say, you know, I'm not enough, I'm nothing, you know, fuck. Your space precedes you, not what you proclaim, you know what I mean? The presence will precede you, not your proclamation of it. Yes? So when we come here, we could just silently accept or reject anything we hear. Yes, I didn't say in the beginning, yes. Right? Yes, we could. We could accept or reject anything we hear. Yeah, because really, this isn't a, this is just an imitation. It's like when if someone said, "Hey, here's an invitation to a party," would we get into whys? You know, you know why? Well, I don't know. I just 
Were you, do you have a reason why you're giving me this? You know, just, I'm getting paid $10 an hour. Here, go to a party. Yeah, this is more like it. imitation. Imitation, let it in, see what happens. If, you, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But, uh, but to, you know, to debate it or whatever, then you do that after the meeting with me. But in the meeting, to me, it's got a, a purpose, and it's not really to go over the fine points. It's just to receive what was offered and see what happens, yeah? yeah it's in there. You, you've been served the spiritual subpoena. Let's see what court you'll be called to, to go to. To me, I believe, with great faith, you'll be called to the court of light instead of the court of the mental state because you've been convicted there already. <laughs> You're just living out a sentence knowing it or not. But the quarter of light will annul all your fucking supposed trespasses. That's all. I have faith in that. Because I, this is how it happened with me. I heard a message just like this. And it opened up a possibility that before that hearing, that message was not available to me. And that possibility turned out to be the last answer. And it was greeted when I heard it with an unspoken yes. I just knew before all knowing that some, that was that and it's been that now for quite a while and I don't need to lo- I don't look for a turbocharged answer or extreme answer or up the miles per hour and you know answer it's just the last answer dog shit awareness and you're incessantly on and that's that mm-hmm. you're awake to being awake basically it's not as great as you think it is really it's <laughs> an ordinary quite ordinary to tell you the truth you're on. You don't see it as... Because there's no valor or medals at the end of it because there's no you involved in the whole pursuit. It's the absence of you that brings about the quote-unquote goal. Yeah? And the, when the absence of you is in place, the only thing that makes everything so fucking important is the selfing, not what we are. What we are is just an open fucking huge space allowing everything to appear in it without much fucking say in the matter. It's just... Yeah. So now you end up starting the whole space in your own little amphitheater, in your own life. Maybe your friend's going through cancer. Just hold the space. Maybe you know, hold the space. You know, someone hold the space. Because if you are the space, it's not even effort. Yes. That's just the natural inclination. And all this comes to pass without any thought or effort. You just find out. You find out what you're like by its expression through you, but never as a topic anymore. You know, that's the way. Studying and knowing is neutering to me. Finding out, I don't know, and finding out is fucking valid to me. Studying and knowing is a form of neutering. You want to know something, but by the time you're done with it, it ain't that thing you were looking for anyway. Because every, everything, if we're giving everything all the meaning it has, if you believe in the Course in Miracles or not, that's one of the statements, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. If that's the case, then that's the case. In other words, when we meet something, that something isn't giving us a meaning, we're giving it a meaning. And we can't escape that activity. That's, what we're, that's happening here. So when we meet something, we know it, by the way we know things. We don't find out about things usually. We know the things from our reference point. 
we don't surrender our reference points to find out about a thing usually. We just neuter the thing and now we put it into our little lexicon and now we think we know. Yeah? But the knowing's not translating into any presence or ease of comfort or any fucking thing. It's just a dead it's like a dead big game head on your spiritual mantle. It's fucking not you can have stories about it, oh that epiphany, you know, whatever. But it's dead. This is a living thing. You are what you're looking for. It's as simple as that. You know, the seeker is the sort. It's as simple as that. What's looking is what you're looking for. It's as simple as that. All the greatest statements were less, like they're less than eight words. You know? <laughs> really. St. Francis of Sissy. What's looking is what you're looking for. End of story. The seeker is the sort. End of story. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Incredible, save you some so much fucking time. You need Hawaiian phones. They'll save you tons of time. You can't use mind to seek the mind. You can't use Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek the light. Why is that? Because while you're seeking the light, you'll be denying your lightness. While you're looking for the Buddha as the Buddha, that looking will be used to deny the Buddhahood. That's why. It's a simple explanation that's constantly always available. And Huang Po wasn't that nice. He said, you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. I'm saying maybe for a week. He's saying eons. Fucking, till the sands of the Ganges are counted or something. So basically he's saying, no, no. If that mistake's in place and you're the Buddha, but you don't think you are, and you're seeking the Buddha, guess what's going to be happening? Without you maybe be aware of it. You're going to be reinforcing the lie that you're not the Buddha. By doing what? Seeking the Buddha. Ooh. That doesn't fit into the fucking logic of the mental state. That's where it gets that's where it falls apart. Yeah? It can't believe because it's assuming something so that ain't so. Yeah? Which is I'm not the Buddha. I need to find the Buddha. And that assumption is what causes all of this activity, which never leads you to finding the Buddha unless the activities exhaust you so much that there's a surrender. You know, then maybe they're useful. You put them to good use because they fail you miserably, and then you're left in your own devices, and you see a little glob of shit coming down the wall, and you wake up. You know? Oh, I was what I was looking for. And when that happens, it will be like it never not was that. Yeah. It wasn't like an event that suddenly you woke up. It's like, this has always been the fucking case. I was just acting like it wasn't, basically. It's not like a discovery. It's just an obviousness that all of this was baloney, in a sense. So that's that. Yeah. Did I irritate enough people? I hope so. Fuck. <laughs>